Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Anonymous Show 97, The Night Shift. Talk Radio. That's right. You have reached the night shift, and I am your host, Dr. A. And uh, you know, I have I'm sporting the, uh, the shirt again tonight because I, of course, the best dressed host on Block Talk Radio. You can always find me at uh, DrAnonymous.com, and you can also check me out at DrAnonymous.net. Gives you my Facebook fan page. And also DrAnonymous.org, where it takes you directly to my iTunes page, where you, too, can subscribe to this show and, yes, be part of the fun. That's right. I do have an announcement right at the top of the show here. Uh, the Andy and Burl Live show, I've heard, has uh, been postponed tonight. So um, I'm thinking about extending this show to more than an hour, but we'll have to see what happens here. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We have some uh, we have some news here for you tonight, and uh, we of course have our co-host here. Uh, let's see. I have I have I have music for our co-host to get her in the mood. So let's play this. We'll bring on the cat right after this.
Kelly. Hello, hello. 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 <laughs> Kelly. I love my song. How okay. you doing? I am doing fantastic, man. Just Let me tell you, you look you look great for the show tonight. I just I just want to tell you that. I look great. Oh yeah. You can't see me. Oh, you think I can't see you? Ah! Are you outside with Jay? Hiding <laughs> 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 in the bushes with Jay. He's hiding yeah. in the bushes with Jay. He's hiding. In... I don't know what is up with me tonight. I'm on fire. Uh, uh, you are <laughs> on fire because you're hot. Wow! Wow! That too. Yes, <laughs> very hot. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, we do have Jay in our chat room. Let me give a little shout out to our chat room. We have Jayman in our chat room. We have uh, Ben. We have Jesse. We have Kimmy. We have Eric and our good uh, friend uh, Mother Jones and Alpha One John is uh, also in the chat room. So thank you all for joining us. So Kat, what is going on there, girl? Oh, a little of this, a little of that, a little of the other. <laughs> no, I've been amazing. I just been the same old, you know. Well, work and and <laughs> life, you know. <laughs> I would say No, actually, huh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say nothing major's happened, but that's not true. You know about it. We've been talking about it, but it's just you know every day gets better and better. So, but other than that, other than finding my spirituality. Nothing like major. Like I haven't gotten married, you know. Um, I haven't done. I haven't won the Nobel Prize. I haven't found a cure for cancer or anything like that, you know. Just been working, saving little baby li- babies' lives. But other than that, saving lives—that's uh, you know—that's not minor stuff. That's big stuff. And then I'm just I'm just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So you you work you work today? How how was that? Was it crazy? Was it nuts? Was it like, actually it was day? very it was actually actually was very busy. But let me tell you what things today. This is one thing I noticed about how I'm changing and how my heart is changing is that things that would have normally got on my nerves and pissed me off today, I went right through it. I might have gotten really? a little upset for about a second, and then I was chill. I didn't lose my temper. <laughs> now, it sounds like really bad. Now, I mean, it can be very stressful, you know, in our area. When it's, re- when it's really busy, I'm sure you've seen some moody nurses when they're overworked and underpaid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been my witness to a lot of moody people, sure. And, but, I mean, no, but normally, normally I have a good time at work, always. I've always been like that but when it gets busy and people are getting aggravated and everybody's getting aggravated you know we can tend to get snippy with each other but things like I said even things that would have normally annoyed me annoyed me like I said some things may have annoyed me for like a second but then it just disappeared like Uh Like all my all my worries have just you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like everything's roses and happy all the time, but the difference, and I think I've said this before on your show, is the difference between now and back then was 
you can still be sad about something, but you know how to deal with it better. And you still, you, you understand the reason. Like, we always, you know, you hear this a lot. Well, if, if there's a God, why do so many bad things happen? Like, I'm starting to understand the answers to those questions. And I, it's hard for me to describe it because I don't, I, I can think it. Have you ever had a subject or something that you can think, but you can't talk about it because you can't put it into words? Right. I mean, you, 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 you feel it, but you can't describe it. Right. Is that, is that, or maybe yeah. I can a little bit, but yeah, I think because what I'm called now or like what they, they call me, it's so cute. It's like, I'm a baby Christian, right? <laughs> and so I'm learning things and I'm learning them actually a lot on my own. I don't, you know, a lot of these people I don't, I don't see except in church or a cell group or something like that. You know, I'm not like, I haven't become this totally social person yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you know, I'm such a, hermit normally but you know going out for church or something like like that is something I want to do it's something I look forward to and it's like medicine for my soul it's just amazing I just I think life is amazing and I mean like I said I've been I've been discovering these things all on my own a lot of things through prayer or reading my bible or whatever or listening to something uh, like a podcast, uh, you know, of, of like a worship thing or whatever. And uh, like listening to music, I've discovered this band that is now my favorite band of all time ever. And it's called Flyleaf. And I don't know if anybody in the chat room's heard of it or if you've heard of it. Have you heard of Flyleaf? It's called Flyleaf? Yeah, F-L-Y-L-E-A-F. I'm not sure where that name came from, okay? But they're like hardcore alternative Christians. And they're amazing. Absolutely freaking amazing. The lead singer is so freaking adorable. She's so cute. Like, when she sings, first of all, her voice just is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. She's amazing. When she sings, you can hear the, the pain in her voice and the love in her voice. And yeah, Kimmy in the thing, uh, Kimmy, Kimmy in the chat room says she's uh she knows who Flyleaf is. Well, they're now my favorite band of all time, okay? And it's it, it was it was also comforting to see all the, I didn't realize that there was so many like alternative heavy metal bands that sing Christian music. There's like a a, a lot of them. They they have hip hop Christian artists. They have you know it's not just what people think. And you know I I I've got to admit I might have thought this too myself. But you know when people think of Christian, they probably think boring. And no, you can be a Christian and still have your edge. And that's what I like too. And not that I have really? that much of an edge. I mean this chick has an edge. You can see that. Oh, I, mean, I think you have an edge. Ah. <laughs> You're edgy. I'm edgy, man. I'm edgy. Well, for some of the people that I, I've been meeting lately, yeah, I am, you know, because they might have been Christians their whole life. And I'm not saying – the reason I like this particular church is because these people are so nonjudgmental. This is a, a real church. This is not a crazy church that teaches something really weird or 
or or you can hear the the what's the word I'm looking for? Not the anger in their voices, but the uh, judgment and stuff like that. This is this is not at all what these people are like. I'm just so I just feel so lucky right now and so happy and you know that's why I'm on fire. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great to hear. <laughs> but the music, um, I mean, oh, her music is amazing. I have to recommend it. If people go check it out. Fly leaf. Listen to her music. Her videos are amazing. If you were to watch one of her videos with the sound down and just see, like, the band and see the whole video, you would never in a million years think it was a Christian band. Never. Ever. Hmm. <laughs> I well, mean, okay. Yeah, I definitely have to check them out. I mean, I admit I've never heard of them, uh, but uh, that will be on my list uh, to check out. Sounds like good stuff. It's amazing. Oh, and I found out from them from a website called HardcoreFaith.com, which I love too. And that's the one. This is the website where I, I'm, you know, learning about. Oh, you know, there are people like me out there who've had a hard life and really know what it's like to suffer. You know, and and they were able to see past it too and accept God's love and not be like, oh, well, there can't be a God because my life sucks, and not even giving him a chance. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's just the, the most amazing feeling to feel that kind of unconditional love, and I feel him. I know he's there. I mean, like, there's no doubt in my mind. And, you know, I, there's times, like, even last night, I had a question in my head. I was questioning, well, was, you know, was Jesus really God's son, right? And so I'm just thinking about it and stuff. And it's like as my as I'm thinking, things start making sense. And then like I turn on the TV and I watch something that I was watching like a talk show of all things. It was late last night. And it kind of, I got my answer from watching TV. Like it, it's like the answers are just coming to me left and right. And I feel it's, this, I'm not saying that I'm, believe me, I have a lot to learn about life, about everything, and about what I'm doing right now, but I feel a lot wiser about things. Well, great. I mean, this is really, you know, it, I guess it uh, excited a part of your life that I guess hasn't, uh, um, hasn't been like this before. I mean, it's a, you seem rejuvenated. You seem, you know, different. I mean, in a good way. Well, and that's the thing. This is the funny thing is that I am different. And, it, you know, this is what I was kind of afraid of, and I think this is what has kept me from, you know, really committing my life to God, okay, because I've always been a spiritual person on some level. and <clears throat> But I never thought that I could fully be good enough for God. Well, we're all good enough for God. Even the lowest piece of garbage on this earth is good enough for God if they want him, Okay. And what happens is when you accept him and you really accept him, and this is what I'm learning, my heart is starting to change. I can't help it. Like today I was talking to a friend of mine at work who I, she's one of those I know I could curse in front of. And I don't, I'm not a big cursor anyway, you know, but I, I said the F word, woo, you know. But I felt dirty after I did it. And not because I felt like God's going to punish me, because, no, he loves me. And, and, that it would be like if I would you do that in front of your father, your regular father, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm wanting to please him now. I'm wanting to, 
this comes what ha- what happens is when your heart changes, the stuff that you were afraid you couldn't give up, you find like it doesn't mean anything really anymore because you feel this unbelievable love that you can do without whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, I follow you. Okay, I'm glad. Because <laughs> that's where I'm going to end it now. <laughs> well, no, I mean, right. because, you know, because, I, I, well, no, but I mean, like, as I'm saying, I'm a baby Christian still, and I'm growing in my spirituality, and I don't want to say something that might be wrong, or, you know, it's funny, because when I was listening to our past shows, where I was talking about it, because I had to hear what, I, you know, I was like, you know, I kind of, I have to admit, there's a few times that after I talked about this on your show, that I was worried about it, like, should, like I, I'm getting personal with people I don't even know. You I know, even though we haven't met. I feel like I know you, Skeleton Key, you know? Right. And so, I, you know, but there's people that I don't even know listen to this show. <laughs> I just feel like, oh, you know? I'm, I've always right. been fairly private, but this is just so unbelievable that, you know, I feel like I... You're coming out of your shell. Right. Because exactly. you're... Coming out party. No, that's, no, sorry. That's, <laughs> that's a little, that's a little different. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, uh, let's see, we'll, we'll get to know this here in a little bit. I, I did want to uh, put a little closure to my Thursday show because I was just, I was feeling sick and I know you were there, Kat. I appreciate you coming to the show. And uh, I was having technical problems and uh, the chat room problems. I, it didn't look like there's chat room problems tonight, so that's good. Uh, and I was having Skype problems, and I just was not feeling good. And I was, I was whiny. I was whiny during the show. And uh, I think it was because I was tired and my allergies were killing me. And, and uh, I listened to the show back, and it was just like, bleh, bleh. I, and I thought about deleting it, but I'm like, eh, nah, it's all right. It wasn't, wasn't too, too bad. But it was just, I don't know. I mean, you, you, like I got, I got like halfway through the show on Thursday. I'm like, this is just not good. <laughs> this is not sounding good. This is not feeling good. Uh, but, uh, you know, but it's over. <laughs> don't you hate it, though, it. when you have a show like that? It's, it's funny how if you have a good, if you feel like you had a good show, you just get <clears> off that phone and you feel so good. <laughs> when you have a bad show, you're like, you're wondering if you're going to have to delete it, you know? That's kind of, it's really kind of a, I mean, even though we don't have the exposure yet where maybe millions are listening to us, right? <laughs> but we still have, like, never mind, I'm getting off on another subject. No, keep going, keep going. We, we, we have, have <laughs> Okay, well, we have, you know, but it's still scary thought to, you're, you're on live radio, anything could come out of your mouth. I mean, right. I've already, you know, I don't, I don't regret anything I've said tonight. There's a couple of times, like I, I lost, you know, I lost my little train of, uh, I said a word wrong or I said it twice or whatever. You know, I hate it when I do little mistakes like that. Right. Like I yeah. stutter or something, or I don't know. Or talk about you, random crap like I'm talking about now. <laughs> 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 Oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. The people, the people love it. The people, the people love when. Okay. And I love the people. Let me just say, I love the people. That's because you love, you love everybody. 
I love everybody. You know, I, it, it's just amazing, like, when, like, let's say if somebody's saying something to me about somebody else that might not be that nice, I feel like I can't jump in anymore, even if I agree with them. If they're talking about somebody aggravating. Like, I feel like I can't, see, and like I said, I'm not worried about getting, going to hell or getting punted. No, he, he loves me regardless. It's about knowing that. And then it's like taking advantage, I would never take advantage of someone's generosity because I just can't do that. And that's kind of what this is like akin to, but except more on a greater scale. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm following you. Yeah. Am I hypnotizing you with my words? <laughs> you, are, you are hypnotizing me. I'm just, uh, I'm speechless. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right. All right, you want to do some news? Let me, let me talk about some news here. Yeah. I have the funky Dr. Anonymous news music. I know Yay. Much. All right, here we go. The Dr. Anonymous News. piece of news is that I think uh, the Andy Burrow live show is going to be canceled tonight. I'm not sure. So uh, I saw that on Facebook. So um, that means I may extend this show. Yes, that's right. Another hour of this very excitement. So if you want to hop along here, the number here is 646-716-9514. We're back with Kat. Kat, how you doing? I am doing great. I was like, I was, when you were talking about, you know, Annie and Burl and stuff, I'm like, is, did the show just restart? Because <laughs> No, because, you know, you said that in the beginning, and I'm like thinking, is he playing the record? Am I still on? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you sounded right, so you... exactly like you did in the beginning. It was just weird. Okay, go ahead. Really? Is it? Is this like a uh... – yeah, I, I'm an I'm exact uh... – Recording of myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, uh, so so you probably heard of this drug company uh, Pfizer, uh, and uh, this story is from Associated Press, and it says that Pfizer, the drug company, is unveiling a new program that will let people who have lost their jobs and health insurance uh, keep taking some widely prescribed Pfizer drugs for free up to a year. I think that's interesting. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I have an audio clip here from YouTube. We'll uh, play this and we'll talk after. Pfizer has unveiled a new program that will let people who've lost their jobs and health insurance keep some widely prescribed Pfizer medications for free and for up to a year. Pfizer will provide more than 70 prescription drugs from Lipitor to Viagra at no cost to unemployed, uninsured Americans. People who lost jobs since January 1st and have been on Pfizer drugs for three months or more are eligible. 
The announcement comes amid massive job losses and should bring Pfizer some goodwill, good publicity, and brand loyalty. The program was requested by a committee of employees concerned about newly uninsured patients struggling to buy their medicines. Mark Hamrick, the Associated Press. All right, Kat. So, I mean, you know, you know, cholesterol medicines like Lipitor, you know, I understand, but Viagra, Viagra, uh, Viagra is just wrong. And you know, it's, well, and it's just like how insurance companies pay for men to get Viagra, but they won't pay for birth control for women. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Why? Actually. You're telling me that he needs that blue pill more than. Somebody who doesn't want to have a baby needs that blue pill. But honestly, we don't have blue pills, but you know what I mean. Or whatever the hell color they are. I forgot it's been so long since I've taken them. I know that week we don't take them as the green pills, the sugar pills. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's discrimination, man, against women. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you're you're upset about this, Cat. That's that's why I planted the story here. <laughs> yes, it's not right. I mean, you know, that is nice of them though to, uh, as far as the other drugs go, to be to pay for that. You know, this is what I wonder as a male: if a guy can't get it up anyway, does he really need to release anything? Oh my you know, god! I would think. No, I mean, I'm being serious because I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is that, you know, maybe their their rationing is, well, men need sex like that because they can't live without it. But if they can't get it up, are they even feeling the mood, in the mood to do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not that you would know that, but I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ask you like you would know that. Anyone in the chat room, if you know, could you please tell me? <laughs> so you're saying you want, you, want a, you want to punish guys who uh, don't want to, who can't get it up. Is that, is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that, like, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, in other words, okay, if they can't, what I'm saying is if they can't go up, does that mean they're not getting aroused or are they getting aroused but for some reason it won't rise? Because if that's the case, then it probably is a medical necessity that they would need it. But guys just want to do it, okay? So <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I just can't yeah, believe they're... Guys just want to do it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. If you're with me on that, 646-716-9514, because we're talking about free Viagra for people who have lost their jobs from our good friends at Pfizer. (laughs) And besides, if somebody lost their job, maybe they shouldn't be really spending their time in the bedroom. They should be out trying to find another one. Not that I, you know, I'm not saying that in a mean way because I'm lucky to still have my job. But what I'm saying is, you know, like I would freak out if I lost my job. I don't know what I would do. I can't imagine how long I could go for. And I I do take medications that, you know, high blood pressure, cholesterol, monthly. I spend a lot of money in prescriptions. (laughs) 
So it's very scary thought for me to ever lose my job. So that would be my number one priority would be, okay, i got to get a new job so I can get the health insurance to pay for my medication because you can't just stop taking you know, your meds, especially the I Yeah, pay. but... But if, I, but if I figure, if I lost my job, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm going to have a little bit more free time. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you will have more free time. But, okay, they're only going to give you those pills for a year. So within a year, you better hope to find a job with health insurance that they all cover Viagra. And, and if you think about it, you know, then if I have more free time, then, uh, you know, those little blue pills can help me get another job, if you know what I'm talking about there. What? <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. <laughs> That's a good right. Y'all are lucky people, you guys. What? Why is that? I don't know. I just thought I'd say that. Go ahead. <laughs> you got anything else before I, before I move on? I think we milked the story as much as we could. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else about the Viagra. All right. Uh, so our, our next story here, so uh, as uh, people have been following, at least uh, <laughs> at least in the news, you know, we've had this swine flu thing, right? But but it, 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 it's, it's generated this whole new interest, I think, in bacon and meat products. You see this everywhere now. And uh, something that I saw on YouTube here, which I'm going to which I'm going to play here, is a news report on how to find quality meat in the supermarket. You know, not not, you know, you know what I mean. It's not not the you know what I mean. So, I thought this thought this interesting. So, if so people out there who are interested in purchasing Quality meat. This story is for you. Play this right here. Hi, I'm Ravashi Rangan. I'm director of technical policy at Consumers Union. We publish Consumer Reports magazine. And I'm here today to share some tips with you um, for shopping for meat and how to do it in the safest way possible, even though not any one of these tips is a guarantee. So the first thing you want to do is shop for your meat and your fish last in the store. The cooler the meat stays in between checking out and getting to your house, the better off you're going to be. So the first thing to do is wait until the end of your shopping trip, shop for your meat then. When you're in the meat aisle, what you want to do is make sure you have a vegetable bag with you because once you start to handle the meat and pick it up, a good way is to insert your hand in the bag basically to act like a glove and then you can package up the meat in it once you're done. That way, any contamination that might be on the outside of the meat package uh, won't contaminate you or your hand or your other groceries in the cart. The first thing to check is the date on the package, the sell-by date. Obviously, if you're getting near it and the meat looks a little funny or uh, it is past the sell-by date, you don't want to buy that particular meat. The second thing you want to do is, with the vegetable bag over your hand, go ahead and pick up a package of meat. And while it might sound crazy, taking a sniff of the meat to make sure it smells fresh and doesn't smell bad can be really uh, helpful in terms of knowing whether there might be some spoilage going on. The second thing you want to look for is 
is whether or not there's any wetness on the package. If you see any drips like you do here of the meat juices on the outside of the package, that's a sign that you maybe want to choose another package. And if the whole section looks wet, you might want to tell um, the meat keeper at the store that he needs to actually clean out the case. For fish, you want to make sure that the flesh is firm. Again, it doesn't smell like urine or ammonia. Any kind of fish that's smelling fishy isn't fresh, so you don't want to pick that either. Finally, you do want to make sure that once you do choose your meat, you, you take it in the bag and just wrap the bag around the meat and put it in your cart. And that way you know that any potential contamination on that package isn't going to get on you or your groceries. The last thing that you might want to consider is bringing a cooler bag, especially if you're not going home right after the shopping trip. You can pack your meat up, wrapped up in these bags, in the cooler bag, and that's going to stay nice and cool until you get this stuff home and get it into your fridge or your freezer. So what do you think about that, Kat? You know, that's so, you know, I thought that I was probably one of the only people who did this. Well, she she actually put her hand in the bag to pick up the meat. I never thought of that, but I'm going to do that now. But anytime I would get meat, I would put it in a separate bag, but I would just put it away from my other food, right, because I didn't want it touching anything. And then I would put, like, hand sanitizer on because I always mm. thought about what could be on the outside of that package. Huh. It's raw huh. meat, man. It's raw meat. What do you uh, what do you think about your meat uh, dripping? That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's talking about. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, this is. Uh, she's like, you know, I, what if, what does she look like? What does she look like? <laughs> sounds like a weird lady. <laughs> you might want to get another package or tell the butcher to come clean out the case. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and and make sure that make sure the fish doesn't smell like fish. I'm like, uh, oh, I know that was so. It was just said like urine. I'm like, ew. Yeah, yeah. She really is the uh, meat. She likes meat. You can tell the woman is obsessed with meat. <laughs> <laughs> like like Rock Dog is obsessed with vo like vodka and and bacon. And did you see that on Twitter? That what Kim found or who Kim's following? The bacon vodka people. There's apparently there's bacon bo flavored vodka out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you heard about it? Well, only on Twitter after, and only because of the whole swine flu thing. Was it just the swine flu thing or something else that? Oh, because of Rock Dog saying he loves vodka, and then talking about how he loves bacon and vodka. That's right. Well, in fact. Uh, in fact, on my show, I, I, I played this uh, little audio. I played the uh, the clip from uh, YouTube, and uh, uh, I'll play it again now. This is this is the bacon vodka story that everybody's talking about. Okay. You've heard of vanilla vodka, watermelon vodka, but bacon vodka? It's actually really tasty. It's fantastic. This is my second drink. From the grill to your glass. It's a new drink sizzling across the state. Bacon fans rejoice. There is a new sizzling sensation created locally, bacon vodka. It was created by three friends who sold their first bottle in a liquor store on Wednesday. Now they say it has been flying off the shelves ever since, and they're proving the skeptics wrong. 
Uh, first they don't believe us and then they try it and uh, probably nine times out of ten the first reaction is, wow, that really tastes like bacon. <laughs> it sounds kind of good. The bacon vodka has already inspired some pretty wild drinks like chocolate bacon martini, yeah. a bacon Russian, which is similar to a white Russian, and the bacon Mary. That sounds great. To learn more about bacon vodka and where you can get it, head to our website, q13fox.com. Unique taste. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> bad. So there you go there, Kat. That's bacon vodka. I wonder what that tastes like. Well, I mean, it's up in the Seattle area. I know our, I know our friend Kimmy probably has sampled it already. She can maybe uh, Kimmy, give, us a, Kimmy. give us a review <laughs> of the bacon vodka. I think Rock Dog would be in heaven with a bottle of that. I think it's so. Two favorite things, just two favorite things in one shot. Now just put a stripper on him and to give it to him, and he'll be like so happy. He'll think he died and went to heaven. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, an exotic dancer. <laughs> no stripper. Of course, Rajan calls us a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, so that's the that's the deal with the. <laughs> The bacon vodka. So I'm glad you asked about that there, Cass. <laughs> did I bring it up? I did bring it up, didn't I? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And you just happened to be wanting to play it. That is amazing. That's right. <laughs> All there ready. <laughs> so you must have been planning on playing it. <laughs> well, you heard on the, the wonder you went so quickly. Oh, Kathy, I've got something here. Uh, that even, they even did that on Dr. Blogstein on Tuesday. They asked him, what do you like? Okay, let me ask you this, uh, Dr. Anonymous. In order, what are your three favorite things? The radio happy okay. hour? Uh, yeah, keep going. In, in order, from top to bottom, what, is, how, what do you like the most? It's out of the radio happy hour, bacon, and vodka, like in order, what's your favorite thing down to the least favorite? It would be a cat. And then cat, and then cat. That's what it would be. Yeah! Good answer. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a family feud or something. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> that was an amazing answer. In fact, you just won the whole shebang. <laughs> really? Was is it bacon vodka? It's a it's a a year's worth of bacon vodka delivered right to your home, along with a case of turtle wax. <laughs> I'm crazy oh, today. <laughs> you, you are crazy. You are crazy. <laughs> but it's good. It's good because the people love it because you love the people in the chat room. Oh, so much. So much. How's everyone doing in the chat room tonight? I'm not in there tonight, so let me just tell me how everyone's doing because I'd love to know. They're, 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 they're loving it. They're, they're loving your energy and that you're bringing it. Oh, yeah? Now I wish I would have went in the chat room. Because <laughs> you could be just saying this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're showing you some love in the chat room. There Copy, tonight. paste the chat, and send it to me. Copy and paste the chat and send it to me as proof. Gee whiz, man, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Because you know me. If I read the chat room during the show, I get lost. So... I'm not talented enough to do those two things. I know there's a lot of BTR hosts out there who can 
and it amazes me. I think yeah, it's Stardust. She's really good, Joanne. I go into her show. She'll be she'll have like 50 people in her chat room, depending on who's on. You know, she gets a, a lot of different celebrities, and she'll be answering stuff in the chat room, talking to them, and and she's talking to a lot of people, <laughs> but yet she's totally. You would never guess it by the way she's carrying on the interview. It's amazing. She's really good. I can't do that. But that's okay because I just have the land view low down. It wasn't this, but of course on this, we rock. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, who, who can not love me and Rock Dog fights on Annie and Burl? Or Rock Dog and I? Who, who doesn't love that? I mean, come on. Exactly. That's why people tune in. Well, not just that. I mean, for a lot of things. But why they turn in, tune in to listen to me. Because I'm on <laughs> 10 different shows. That's right. Because you're, you're everywhere. That's right. I'm everywhere. <laughs> and I'm in your closet. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm just being weird. You know why I said that? Because you would always joke about being in Annie's closet. During her show, during their show. That's right. I have to, I have to get back into that. <laughs> yeah, you have to go back into the closet. Actually, right. did you ever go in the closet when you were there? I did. I did. They just have a bunch of crap in there, so like everybody else. <laughs> it's not anything different. <laughs> just a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they do. I mean, who doesn't have crap in their closet? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Well, I, when I did my spring cleaning this year, I, my closet is pretty. Actually, it's pretty clean now. I got rid. Well, I got rid of a lot of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. You, you had this thought. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh... Well, no. I just remembered something that happened to me this week because you asked me what happened. This, but something big did happen. Now I feel kind of bad because you know you know how much I love Brandon Buddy from One Life to Live. Right. Well, he called into our show on Monday, and I didn't know. See, my sister, my sister, you know, kind of did it in the sly. You know, she kind of texted, hey, the show's on if you want to call in, you know. And he just called in. So I didn't know. Me and Sharon had no idea. And he was so nice. And he called. It was toward the end of the show, right? But he stayed on with us for like 15 minutes after the show. And he's such a nice guy. And he says, oh, yeah, I want to come back and stuff like that. Like, he, he seemed like, you know, he had a good time. He's a really nice guy. And he's such a great actor on One Life to Live. He plays Cole Thornhart. Thornhart. He has my Thornhart? heart. Yeah. Thornhart has my heart. Okay. And I mean, so how was the interview there then? Oh, well, I mean, I didn't know he was coming on, but thank God I had a couple of questions. At first I was just like, oh, hey, you know, and and we got to talk about his, you know, we talked about his storyline a little bit and, you know, how great he was doing and, and all these different things. And, and then, oh, yeah, I had to, because see, and his character right now is is in rehab for drugs. Well, he's not in rehab. That's why we joke on the Lambie Lowdown all the time. He's supposed to be in rehab, but you only see him in the rehab like for five minutes on an episode, and the rest of the time he's just running around the town like nothing, you know? But 
he, but he did, they did show him go through this detoxing withdrawal thing, and he did a very, very good job. And there was one point where he was really hyperventilating a lot. He was all sweaty looking, you know, and he looked terrible, right? As far as the acting and the way they, they made him look, it was all totally real. You would have thought you were watching something really happening. And I asked him, I said, you know, did you really? Because you know how if you're hyperventilating, you're going to start feeling real sick. So if you're forcing yourself to hyperventilate, I said, you know, I'm like, did you start feeling sick? You look like you were going to pass out at any minute. He said, yeah, it was real tough. You know, it was real tough. Because, like, when I was in, you know, high school, like my senior year, I did musical theater and stuff. And, like, the the first year of college, you know, college years I kind of did, before I got into nursing school, I did a little bit community theater. And there was times where, you know, we would have, like, it was – like, actually, I did Jesus Christ Superstar, and at the point where he's being crucified and we're all, like, crying and stuff, there was one time, like, I was really getting into it, right? I was getting into my role, and, you know, I was like, God, you know, you could, I think that you feel it. It, it. it takes a lot out of you. Well, I think what an actor has to do, and that's just, like, a little bit of theater, no big deal, but, I mean, think about for a person on a daily basis having to do this. You know, it would, I think it would take a lot of energy, or emotionally, anyway, mentally. Maybe physically, too. It depends on what kind of acting they're doing. Action film? Or... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it depends. It depends what you like to do. I mean, if you're... If you're more into, you know, comedy things, then dramatic would take a lot of energy or a musical or if you're not musically inclined or, you know, that type of thing. Right. So. Well, yeah. we're at the... We're at the bottom of the hour. Well, we're, we're 13 minutes left here. And uh, I'm not sure if I should extend the show out here a little bit. Um so maybe I will. That's the chat room. I will throw this question to the chat room and uh, see if I should bump out the show here a little bit. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> or if people have just gotten sick of me already, which is completely possible. So. <laughs> nah, I would be sick of you. <laughs> you're well, while we're doing that, I. Uh, I'm sorry. I said, your chief skeleton key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, I'm waiting to hear from the chat room here. We're gonna, we're, we'll, uh, we'll uh, check out this story here. This is, this is from, this is from my home state here, the great state, great state of Ohio here, uh, from down in the Cincinnati area, called uh, Redding, Redding, Ohio, and this is a, a story from a. Uh, <laughs> from a barbecue place down there. I don't know if you heard about this here, Kat. They have a mannequin that is, according to this news story, scantily clad mannequin can keep her spot outside a Cincinnati area barbecue joint, but local officials want her to cover up a bit. <laughs> have you heard about this story? I think, why does that sound familiar to me? <laughs> I guess, I think I kind of have saw it on the internet, but kind of go into because I remember thinking I was creeped out for some reason. All right, well, I'll, I'll, play this, I'll play this report here, and then I will uh, extend out the show here. So uh, hang on. All right. 
Barbie in the barbecue window. Cooking up some trouble. The owner of KT's Barbecue and Deli in Redding, Ohio, recently put this almost six-foot mannequin outside his place, boosting business. But some neighbors did not like the look. Taking their complaints to City Hall, Barbie followed. She's got her bikini top on and her Daisy Dukes, but we're going to put a covering over her. The Reading Design Review Board, taking a look. I want my business to succeed, and having her is going in the right step. Not everyone liked the view. If he wanted to make a splash, get a pink elephant. I mean, does it have to be sex? Does it have to be a woman with nothing left to the imagination? But in the battle over Barbie and barbecue, a compromise. She stays, but curves cover in a tank top, not bikini top. I don't like the limitations, or I don't like being dictated to about what she can and cannot wear. Barbie has to cover up, but her owner may not be backing down. Kenny Tessel says he may hire a lawyer next. Lee Powell, The Associated Press. Yeah, so I, uh, <clears throat> those of you in the chat room, uh, I dropped a link in there uh, showing a picture of this said mannequin. I don't know what the big deal is here. <laughs> she looks like Barbie. Does she look like Barbie? She is Barbie. I don't know what she looks Barbie. like. Doesn't look like Barbie to me. I don't know. <laughs> but he's saying Barbie. I mean, how does Barbie dress? She dresses scantily. That's right. That's right. And we all uh, appreciate that. And Barbie has boobies. Uh, yeah, this mannequin has boobies. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Maybe I should get it so I can look at them. But you know what? why that sounds familiar? You must have tweeted about it. Didn't you tweet about that? Uh, um, somebody must have, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let, me, let me read the rest of this story here. The life-size figure stands at a busty beacon outside a restaurant in suburban, uh, suburban, suburban Redding. Excuse me, I want to give a shout-out here to uh, KT's Barbecue in Redding, Ohio. <laughs> the owner's name is Kenny Tessel. <laughs> uh, he told zoning officials that a, hear- at a hearing Wednesday night that the advertising gimmick has boosted business 40%. 5'10 mannequin is on the street wearing a bikini top and tight short shorts. The Tessel bought her... Uh, brought her into the hearing. He brought the mannequin into a hearing, draped in a long, this <laughs> gray T-shirt. This is awesome. Oh, I don't know why I didn't think of this. <laughs> That's cr- well. Is Reading a small town or something? It's, it's a suburb of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Because I mean. I mean, she's not, like, posing erotically, is she? <laughs> she's standing there, right? Yeah, she's just standing there. Yeah, I don't understand what the big deal is. I don't either, but it's, 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 it's a genius marketing. I mean, this is, this is awesome. Which, I mean, well, which yeah, I now awesome. everybody is learning about it, you know? And now more people will probably go just because of the pure... <laughs> craziness of the whole story oh yeah i would drive the five hours down there from uh from my house here to uh, just check that out and have some barbecue wow that's pretty dedicated there 
<laughs> well, no, because like Austin is uh, well, almost five hours away from me, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess maybe I would drive five hours for something like small. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I bet I mean, it's a barbecue. I At this point, that. it really doesn't does matter to me. <laughs> you just want to see the mannequin. Well, that's right. I mean, do, do, do you, you want to take a perfect? picture with her? Absolutely. You should take a You should. You should go there and take a picture and post it on TwitPic. There you go. That, or I could just take oh. this picture and then just Photoshop myself in there. That'd be a lot easier. And and if you when you do it, do it as an at reply to me. <laughs> Just saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm being silly. I haven't been on Twitter in a few days. You know, I've been, I don't know what my deal. Like, you know, it's like I want to get back in, but then I don't know what to, it's weird. I just kind of been taking a lot of breaks from it. But I haven't seen you on there as much either. Yeah, I've, I've uh, slowed down a little, a little bit this week. I don't know why, but uh, I have. But, you know, there's sometimes, you know, I do, sometimes I'm, you know, put like 10 posts a day there or something like that. So whatever. Yeah, that's what I do too sometimes. Like once I start, I just can't stop sometimes. You just keep going, you know, your <laughs> fingers keep going. <laughs> so, but yeah, I need to get back in the Twitter game and stuff. Because now I've made my, you know, I decided to unprotect my things because, you know, I wanted to bring my Twitter grade up, right? And since I've done that, my Twitter grade has gone up to, the latest I checked was 93. Which okay. I know you would, I know, it's like, woo. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's right. I need a life. I am protected by updates so I can raise my Twitter grade. <laughs> hey, you're not the first person, you know, to do that. I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, no, but I mean, well, and plus I decided, who knows of all the people I can meet, because I really, once I unprotected my updates, it seemed like more people followed me, whereas when I was protected, not that many people would request. I think when you're protected, they just don't even bother, because maybe they don't want to feel rejected if you say no, I don't know. Or they think you're, why, why would she protect her updates? Who do you think she is? I don't want to follow her then anyway. or something. I don't know. And I have nothing to hide, man. I got nothing to hide. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, one of my one of my pet peeves out there is that you know somebody uh, follows me on Twitter or makes me a friend on friend feed or whatever, and then I go to to respond to them, and then they 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 have private their private feeds or something like that. That's like stupid. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> You're gonna follow somebody, then at least let me follow you back. I mean, hello, come on. Yeah. Well, but I mean, but they probably would let you if you follow. You know what I'm saying? Because I would. I'm like, I wanted them to follow me back. I just didn't want all the other crazies that would come and follow. Well, yeah, but if they follow me first and I try to follow them back, you're like, uh, you have to request to uh, have them follow you. Like, hey, well, uh, whatever. <laughs> 
So, okay, I've been seeing about this friend feed. Is that like a bunch of applications? Like, it, like you could see everything at once, like your Facebook and your. No, it's it, 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 it's it's just Twitter with some other features on it. Oh. Okay. Like like people can people can put comments on your on your uh, Twitter post and. <gasps> You can do that right underneath the Twitter post, so it's not really, really like an app reply. So it's just, it's just a different way to do Twitter. Oh wow! I didn't know about the comments. Yeah, you can you can leave comments. I'm gonna have to check out Friend Feed. But see, I've been loving my Tweet Deck, but the problem with Tweet Deck, especially now because I'm following more people, you only can have a certain amount of uh, like after a while, it'll just like it won't give me any more updates because it'll say rate exceeded limit of like a hundred per a hundred requests per minute or whatever because I have all these people going you know coming into the the tweet grid or not tweet grid tweet deck and so what'll happen is after about five ten minutes I have to get out of it for like an hour because it won't let me do anything it won't let me see anything it won't let me twitter it won't let me do anything. Uh-huh. Hmm. Bad, bad. Oh, and what is this thing that, okay, let me ask you this, because this is what I've been confused about. I have never been able to see people's at replies to people I don't follow, ever. So why, everybody, and maybe it's because I didn't know how to do my settings right, but I've noticed a lot of, remember that whole thing that happened this week? Did they fix that, that whole Twitter fail, you know, cons, you know drama that was going on on Twitter? I, 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 I thought they fixed it, but uh, I, I found some some uh, replies that I didn't get. So I don't know if they did fix it or not. Oh, well, wait a minute. So, okay, let me ask you this then. Okay, because I've never seen, like, for instance, let's say you're following Joe Schmo, and I'm not following Joe Schmo, and you were to reply to him. It will not come up in my feed. On TweetDeck or on the on the web. Oh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'd have sure. to be following Joe Schmo. I'd have to actually be following Joe Schmo to see you reply to him. I think which so. Which is kind of sucky. Which is kind of sucky because you know that's another way to 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 meet other people. Like like if I go to somebody's profile and I see an interesting tweet to somebody I don't know. I'll go check out the profile. If they seem interesting to follow, then I'll follow them. Right, and I, and I thought and I thought they fixed that thing. So, uh, uh, but so I, I guess... was just oh, go ahead. No, no, I I thought they I thought they fixed that thing. So uh, maybe maybe they didn't. So uh, oh, we have another call. We have a caller. Can you believe that count? Oh, we have wow. a caller. Wow! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> See, this is. Hello, welcome to the Dr. Anonymous show. Who is this? It's friggin' Ben. Friggin' hey, Ben! Friggin' Ben! Are you guys really yeah. talking about Twitter? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's, I mean, that's wow. Because we have we have lost, we have no more, we have nothing else to talk about. We have yeah. no more material. 
You know, I, I could give material? you I, I could give you some material because uh, you know Jesse probably would like me to share what I've been doing all day because uh, I've set my status on Skype to uh, Skype me, mm-hmm. and I I get constantly spammed from uh, these uh, various different uh, uh, foreigners from various different countries trying to get me to uh, look at their uh, webcams and and what have you. And and I just have a jolly old time sitting here on a Saturday messing with these people. It, it's uh, it's entertainment to me. I, I don't know why. I think I'm becoming addicted. <laughs> so you got my you got my message then there, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in all seriousness, it, 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 it's rather entertaining because you know you just you just get a message from somebody at random and like an instant they're, they're message. Just, well, well, yeah, they, they'll message you in the chat there, and someone will even try to call you, and it's just like you know I don't even know who you are. Why are you messaging me? And then they're like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, what are you doing? And they're going to cut it. You know, ah. I, I don't. You know, and I, I'll just mess with them right back and. You know, I actually just sent Jesse a, a pretty lengthy discussion from uh, this one I was just talking with. But, yeah, that, that's been my uh, form of entertainment for the last week or so, is just uh, messing messing with these random people that have no idea who they're messaging. That They have no idea that, that I'm the host of, of a radio show, and uh, I, I might have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that that way. Yeah, see, I mean, I, I naturally I don't go to their site and sign up and 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 go to their uh 4.99 a minute webcam show or anything like that, but it, it, it's fun to lead them on and make them think I'm getting ready to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and what 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 kind of do you uh say to lead them on there, Ben? Well, you know, uh, the the thing I don't know if I if I should share because I'm not sure how much of a family show the Doctor Anonymous show is this evening. But uh, Jesse offered uh, some some wonderful uh, some wonderful uh, offerings to give them earlier. Um, he, he said he would actually uh, sign up for one of the sites if they agreed to um, insert specific objects uh, within their internal uh, premises. I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> But, Internal uh, premises. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my that's my technical terms because I, I don't want to get all uh, raunchy on the Doctor Asia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I, uh, you know, I have, I have no but I, problem. But I bet, uh, but we can get Rock Dog to check it out because you, you know how he is. He'll 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 check out anything once. Rock Dog. Uh, I, I think you. I I think he does. He's probably he's messaging me. <laughs> he's like, ah! those, let me see what those things are, and then I should check out. Yeah. But yeah, if you're ever bored, uh, switch your uh, Skype status to uh, Skype me. <laughs> hours of endless fun. <laughs> hours, hours of enjoyment there, huh? Well, and let me ask you this. If you put yourself as Skype me, okay, and somebody starts messaging you and stuff, now, in order, like, for instance, will they have to be, like, on your, like, friends list? Like, for, let's say when, when I go on to Skype, the next time after doing a Skype me, will all these spammers come up in my thing? 
The, the only thing that I can gather is when you set yourself to Skype me as a as a, your status, is it put your name on some like general list that anybody can just go and say, hmm, I want to select these people to talk to, and then your your name just kind of appears on some list somewhere. Because otherwise, I'm not sure if, if somebody out there in the world is just randomly saying, hmm, I want to talk to friggin' Ben today, you know, because that, that just seems a little odd to me, you know. But, uh, you know, if you set yourself, you know, status back to private or, you know, available or what it, what have you, um, every great once in a while, I, you know, when I set it back, I still get a, a spam here and there, but it's really not too bad. And a lot of them will, will try to lead you on just by uh, requesting your contact details because obviously they're not your friend. Oh. And uh, yeah. I always decline. You always make sure you want to decline that for sure. So oh, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. it comes with it, with its risks. I would say. I mean, granted, if if you've got some personal information on there and you were happy to share that with somebody, then who knows what could happen from there. But. Provided you don't click on a link or uh, share any of the information with them, I, I think you'll be okay. So yeah. that's uh, equivalent to uh, how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. On, on, on Skype. Jesse thinks I should uh, create a an entire show where I just uh, talk about the conversations that I have with these people because he, he he's royally entertained because I tend to share everything that I uh, talk to with these people. <laughs> so not I, only I, am I entertaining myself, but I'm entertaining him as well. You see how that works? <laughs> I, I, I think that is a whole show right there. It is. <laughs> oh man! So can uh, can you guys hang out here for a little bit? Yeah, I'm good. Because sure. I, I do have some more. I, I I do have a little bit more material. Uh, so that we didn't get to in the first hour. So this is uh, this is a whole new thing for me. Uh, going, uh, <clears throat> a little bit more than an hour here. So uh, so if other people want to join into the fun here, the number here is six four six seven one six nine five one four. Do you have a uh, Skype story to share with us? Uh, why don't you uh, share with us uh, your Skype story? <laughs> How exciting is that? Skype. <laughs> okay. uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but there was this uh, uh, I saw on the news this week that uh, that there was a dog in New York City that uh, shut oh, down one dog. of the yeah, major expressways. Did you see this cat? Uh, you know, I was in the lounge at work today, and I look up at the TV, and all I see was this one dog walking around and another dog laying there, like the other one was dead. And I, I just, I, oh, that kills me. That stuff. I'm telling you. Huh? So I don't know what happened because I didn't want to. I mean, it was like the end. Of, what happened was it was I caught the very end of it. Well, here's the uh, here's the story here. Rush hour traffic on this stretch of expressway in New York City came to a standstill early Thursday morning. Police blocked off a portion of the center lane to protect a dog who had been hit by a car. But helping the dog proved to be a tricky task after his canine companion ran to the rescue, barking at traffic and anyone who tried to get close. Police were finally able to get to the injured dog 
and brought him to an animal care hospital. He was alert. He picked up his, even he was laying down, he picked up his head. He did, you know, um, acknowledge the people around him. And he actually, in a sense, he knew he was being helped. He suffered a broken leg but had no ID. His owner later came forward saying she had seen the incident on TV. She says both dogs belong to her and are now home doing well. Ross Simpson, the Associated Press. So what do you guys think of that? Well, A, I'm very glad that the dog is fine. I didn't know. Because to me, when I saw the picture of what they were showing on the TV, it looked like the dog was dead, and I thought there was just another dog there trying to, you know, whatever. But the, who – okay, first of all, I don't like it when owners let their dogs just run free anyway. But why in New York City would you do that? I didn't think you could do that in New York City. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, 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 people that, are walking that's the, that's, that, that's the thing I don't get. You know, it's just, it's just the owner here. You know, it's a nice feel-good story. They found the dog, blah, blah, blah. So both these dogs from the same owner. And, I mean, how can you let them run loose like that? I don't, I just, that's what I don't get. Especially in New York City, I would I would think that would be against the law there, <laughs> because I mean you know, like I said, I when I was in New York City, just what I saw is if if you saw any dogs that were on a leash with their owner, not just running free, you rarely see that in suburban areas anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Ben. What, what, what do you think if there it was if it was a llama that was out on the on the highway? What would you think about that? I might have a little bit of trouble with that. That, that we, we'd have a whole uh, we'd have to shut the whole road down then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think so. I think so. I, I I can't even imagine a llama in New York City. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that the, I think the whole road would get shut down anyway if there was a llama in New York City. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man! Well, um, let's see what I what else I have here. So, um, <clears throat> sticking to this animal theme here, I have going. I, I got I got this little story about. So so they're going to be having a. Uh, uh, I guess another animal show with uh, kind of pets doing different types of tricks. <laughs> this is what I found. In Acton, Massachusetts, they are trying to teach old dogs new tricks. A cable television show wants to catch dogs doing extraordinary things. I mean, they will see some cockamamie tricks from literally fetching a beer out of a fridge and bringing it to you, which is the one trick that we probably all need to happen. We've got dogs catching frisbees. We've got cats pooping in toilets. We've got dogs bowling. Uh, we're hoping to have a dog ride a bike. No pooch on pedals today, just dogs jumping, chasing. What else? Frisbees. Oh my gosh, I mean, you name it. There's nothing we can't attempt to teach a dog. It's uh. I, what are some things that we have done or some things that we want to do? The sky is the limit. The show may hit national airwaves in October. Lee Powell, the Associated Press. 
I don't know. I mean, would you guys watch something like this? I, I have no idea. I think it's cool. I mean, I would love to be able to get my cats to go to the bathroom and the toilet. Wow. <laughs> I've seen that. Or not, I haven't seen it in real life, but I've heard of it. Did that they guy have... say cockamamie trips? What? He exactly. said something funny there. I don't know what he said, but, I, I, you know, that whole news story, that's all I took from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse's saying, can he teach a dog to ride a llama? He, now, that is entertainment. That's something I would watch. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I think Jesse's been hanging out with me a little bit too much. He, he's starting to uh, to exhibit the llama tendencies now. Really? What 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 would those be? I don't know. Maybe he should call in and tell you the you know how he's feeling about that himself. <laughs> That's right. What I think. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I wouldn't care the... to speculate on that one, Doctor A. Maybe we'll let him speak for himself. <laughs> That's right, Jesse. That means that that means we need more material. I mean, we need you to call in to. Uh, <laughs> What the uh, llama tendencies are? That'd be kind of interesting, yeah, <laughs> and I'm kind of wondering. Kind of wondering what kind of talent that llamas would have to be on this show. Well, they could. Uh, what do llamas eat. do? <laughs> What's that? They, they can. They, they can spit pumpkin seeds. Oh yeah. Hey, have you ever seen the contest where they uh, spit the pumpkin seeds and see who can spit it the furthest? I bet the llama would win. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I never heard of that. That's it right there. I mean, it doesn't have to be a pumpkin seed. I mean, it could be a marble. What have you? Oh. <laughs> so they have uh, they have a talent with spitting. Uh, apparently. They sure do. Oh, that's kind of cute. You know what I mean? No? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, it is. Are we still on? Yes, oh, baby. Are we still, are we still live? Wow. Did we get canceled yet? <laughs> I think no. I just got canceled. This is my last show. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at what you're wearing! I came in. I just, I'm, I'm the guest four three one six. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> what is How that a Hawaiian do- shirt? <laughs> well, yeah, it's for the people. It's I for like the people. It. You know, uh, Jay, Jay brings up a good point there in the uh, chat room, and he doesn't even realize it. Is there really a difference between an alpaca and a llama? I don't even know what an alpaca looks like. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, well, what is, what's the difference between a llama and an alpaca? Because I know what an alpaca is. I've seen those, those. Uh, I think they're a little bit taller. I really think that's the only difference. They I look very alpaca, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get the cat out on a live remote with a, a llama farm or something. That I would watch. That would be entertaining. <laughs> That I would see that that I would watch. That is that's good stuff there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? You know I, I joke about llamas all the time, but uh, 
I, I have never actually in my entire life been more than about uh, 25 or 30 feet from one. So I, I honestly can't say uh, what, what they do because I've, you know, I've only seen them passing by in a car. Hmm. And, and I've only uh, seen them on uh, Wikipedia myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> I may have to go to the fair or something this year and uh, interview a llama and see if it'll make funny noises or something. See, that would make a good video there, Ben. You could put that up (laughs) on your face. That would be good. I'd I'd watch that. Yeah, that'd be funny. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have to get out of that room. I have uh, Clay13 here. He's asking, yeah, this is a Rode Podcaster microphone, Clay. Thank you for asking. Cat, you got out of the chat room. Why'd you get out of the chat room? Come on. I was I was trying to listen to y'all and read at the same time. I just can't do it all. I told oh, you could. But I do. Oh, I, I did think of something before y'all got to Lavas. I just want to say real quick that I love whoever those officers were in New York City that stopped the traffic for that dog. I just want to shout out to them that I love them very much, and I appreciate what they did for that dog. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Those are good cops. Those are very good cops. Ah, so, uh, Doctor A. Yeah. Not to go back and kind of rehash an old story that that you did a little bit ago, but uh, you know, I, I'm game for a uh, road trip to uh, Reading uh, to uh, eat some ribs at the uh, restaurant or what have you of the uh, of the inappropriate quote unquote statue. Oh man, yeah, that would that would be a road trip right there. We would go, we would get some barbecue, we'd take yeah. a picture with uh, whatever her name is, and in fact, we'd even take video. Like I would, like we'd have her sit at her table, me and you. And, uh, <laughs> would, uh, fact, we should like do a show from there. That would be the best. That'd be awesome. Have her on the cam, on the Doctor A cam. Oh yeah, yeah, because because they, they don't want to see me and Ben on the cam. No, no, they would want to see uh, yeah. uh, Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Barbie. I might have. To well, yeah, they, we out. we could even uh, we could even cover her up with the uh, God Blogsting shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then then we would get more people to to check out the show. So yeah. That's it. Yeah, like, you'd be yeah. coming right by here, Doctor. So I mean, you could just say, "Hey, <laughs> hop in, let's go." Uh, so, 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 so we're at that awkward part of the show again. So we're at ten minutes left, <laughs> and the question comes back again: Should I, should I bump out the show for another thirty minutes, or should I just close it up for the night? <laughs> what, what, what do you guys think? Well, I, I say well, if somebody will call in uh, that you could possibly bump it again. But if uh, if it's just going to be us trying to entertain it, talking about llamas and, and what have you, I, I really don't know that we can last another. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, th- I think uh, I, I think I'm you're right there. Of, yeah, I can't think of any. I think there was something I was thinking about as far as the story, but I can't think of it now. So. I got uh, I, I, I got I got one more news story, and then uh, I will be officially out of material. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, oh, Kimmy, Kimmy says extend it. I'll call in. Okay, I'm taking her up on that. Okay. All right. 
So uh, let, let me uh, let me play this one story here. So uh, I know Cat will like this because because I, I picked some animal stories here for for Cat tonight. So uh, this is about a. Uh, uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, maybe I didn't upload it. I had one more voice file or audio file here. Maybe I didn't. Maybe we're on. Oh, here we go. All right. So here's here's a story about an eagle. And an, an eagle that their little baby eagle that they're setting free here. This this story's for cat. Let me uh, let me play this, extend the show, and then uh, be right back. Here we go. They're perhaps the nervous cries of parents whose chick is leaving the nest. Philadelphia Zoo officials are removing a baby eaglet from the city zoo and moving it to a foster nest about 20 miles north to be raised in the wild. Its parents are rehabilitated bald eagles that can't survive in the wild. Officials placed the chick in a wild nest with two other eaglets, all are about six weeks old. We're very excited that we have the opportunity to release this eagle chick in the wild. And I think this eagle fostering into the nest is a, a really good, uh, good message and a, and a great way to highlight just how important this area is to, to birds and the Philadelphia Zoo's commitment to conservation. This is the second time in 13 years the Philadelphia Zoo has worked together with the state's game commission to place a zoo hatched eaglet in a wild nest. It's all part of the effort to bring back bald eagles from the brink of extinction. In 1983, only three eagle nests existed in the state. But since then, the population has grown about 15% each year. Mike Gracia, The Associated Press. So, uh, so Kimmy, what do you think of this story? I I think it's great. You know, save the eagles. I don't know. It's all good. Can we have eagles up in, no, we have eagles up in Washington State. I think I saw one. I'm not sure because I was driving on the freeway and I was going like 80, and it was just you know soaring. But I, I, maybe I don't know. I think it's great. You know, I you know save the animals. I don't know. Hello. Eagles I love to, I love to <laughs> I love to save the animals. I mean, yeah, I think it's it's great. You know, the little I like eaglets. I think that's a cute word, eaglets. Isn't that eaglets? I know I've never heard that word before. I thought eaglet. that was funny. Eaglet. It sounds like something that should be on Winnie the Pooh, an eaglet. Yeah, yeah. Eagles beware of the front of Kimmy's car. She'll run you over. I did hit a squirrel, and I felt really See, bad about it. I did that once, and I was so wait, 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 wait a minute. You hit a squirrel? I did. It was, I live kind of like, I live in the city, a little yeah, bit outside, no, but it, it's in the woods kind of. Like, there's a lot of woody area around my house, and these and these little, like, squirrels are everywhere, and I was pulling into my parking spot, and... And it like didn't move, and I didn't see it, and I hit it, and I felt bad. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't want to like. I don't know if they have rabies because sometimes they get a little vicious. The squirrels here, so I didn't want to like pick it up and revive it. <laughs> I just hey, kind of uh, like. Hey, Doctor A. <laughs> Yo. You've got people in the chat room wanting to know if this is the doctor, and I'm the show. So uh, throw a medical oh, no. or something out there real quick. Nah, no, they left. <laughs> All right, uh, Viagra. Okay, continue. There we go. Continue. And then I was like, how do you even do CPR on a squirrel? Is it like peed CPR, like with infants? I don't know. I get all confused. I just said I'm going to leave it and not ever talk about it again. (laughs) 
and here I am talking about it. Obviously, I feel guilty about the squirrel. Yeah, I hit a squirrel once, and I felt really bad, too. I mean, this the dumb squirrel ran out right in front of the car. Like, there was no way I could avoid I mean, she ran right as I was, you know, like where her, it was too, I couldn't have avoided her. But, yeah, it, it, I felt bad. I felt bad. Yeah. I never would have yeah. hit anything. Thank God it was just a squirrel, you know, like if I would have hit a dog or a cat, just forget it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't have been able, if it was a dog or a cat, I, I couldn't live with, you know, that would be too too much for me. I, I like those animals. Squirrels, you know, they're a little overpopulated in Washington State. So <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to be mean, saying. but maybe I you're did the world a favor. Screw the squirrels. That's what you're saying, Kimmy. Screw the squirrels. Is that what you're saying? No, they, get, no. they get really vicious here. Like, you know, I live on the third story, and I have to, like, take trips to bring my groceries up to my apartment, and they, like, will follow you with their little beady eyes, like, wait for you to drop something and then attack. They're very, they're very brave here. It's scary. They're totally ninja squirrels. They will take you out, guaranteed. They taunt my are, cat. Are you, are, you, are you talking about Jay? No, I feel bad for Jay stalking me. You know, it's got to be hard living with the squirrels. <laughs> Jay, you're, you're okay until they start throwing their nets at you. Exactly. No, they get on. I like. I have a tree by my balcony, and my cats. You know, they sometimes go out on the balcony, lay in the sun, and they'll come out and like taunt them, and you know, like shake their little tail at them, and my cats just freak out, and oh, they they I'd taunt like to my. See a video remake of that. Oh, it, it, I'm I'm really really trying to get it on video. It's it's hard because they're sly. But uh, the ninja sly squirrel. squirrel. They are ninjas. Ninja <laughs> squirrels. I. <laughs> wow. Huh. Uh, so uh, Kimmy, uh, so have you uh, have you sampled the bacon vodka as of yet? No, because uh, there's like a wait list for this this bacon vodka. It's um. It's really hard to get right now. There, uh, there's only a few select liquor stores because in Washington, you can't get your hard liquor at a grocery store. You have to go to a official Washington State uh, liquor store, and uh, there's only like two that are selling them right now. And anytime you get a shipment in, they're gone like within an hour. And stupid work and school daytime hours are just not good for me <laughs> to get this bacon <laughs> vodka to stock stock out in front of the store. But uh. Um, yeah, no, I'm on a wait list for, like, three bottles. And I've already, one bottle's already promised someone on, you know, the East Coast. And then the other two, I don't know, I might sell or just drink both of them and see what happens. But I'm a little, I'm a little scared. I don't know if I would like the bacony goodness in a, in a drink. Like, how, do you serve it ice cold? Or I, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. That's what I was wondering. I mean, who wants something, who wants to drink meat? <laughs> Wow, there's so many jokes there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I can go farther with that, but I won't. But um, yeah, like I don't know. Like, do I serve it ice cold? Do I serve it slightly warm? Like, how would I want like my bacon? Is it gonna leave like a bacon residue in my mouth? You know that flavor? Like after you're done eating, drinking it, are you gonna be like, ugh, I taste bacon all the time? I don't know. I don't know if I can handle this. It might be there. Might be too much pressure with this bacon vodka. Wow. <laughs> Too much pressure. <laughs> yeah. You're afraid so, to like uh, it. 
Would you uh, would you uh, uh, give us a review on this show uh, of the bacon vodka when you get it? Yes, I will. I was gonna make a video too, and and then I'll do your I'll do your review first, and then I'll post the video. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely do that. <clears throat> I'm on a wait list, so you might have to wait a couple weeks, but it's coming, baby. I can feel it. I can feel the wait list going getting shorter. Yeah. They're uh, they're just teasing you. They're kidding. They they have like you know a whole a whole rack in the back. <laughs> <laughs> they they might. I called around and like a couple people were like, "What are you talking about?" And then a couple like cool guys were like, "Oh yeah, we're getting it. Don't worry." I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> cool guys. What do what, what do cool guys look like? Uh, like you. Oh <laughs> man, that is the right answer. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> you know, like cool guy that like you call him up and you know you could be a real you know jerk if someone's calling and asking for bacon vodka, but you know these guys were nice. They were very like they heard about it. They were you know very helpful and that's that's nice of them, Washington State liquor store people. Hmm. Yeah, Ben. Ben is not, uh, yeah, kind of uh, indifferent on this bacon vodka. I, I'm not sure, Ben either. I think I agree with you. I'm, I'm not sure uh, about trying this deal. Yeah, I don't know, Doctor. But bacon vodka, I'm, I'm just not sure. I I completely, I understand that. Like I said, it there's so there's so much pressure. Like, what if I hate it? What do I say? Do I like tell people, oh, it's disgusting? But people seem to like it from what I've heard. They're like, oh, it's so good. But I don't know, like. You, know you drink hoping, it in the morning? It's okay I'm to drink it in the morning? It doesn't have an actual bacon taste. Because I'm not so sure what a bacon flavored alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It, that's just that just I mean, don't get me wrong, I love me some bacon. But if I'm drinking something that tastes like bacon, I I think that's a bit much, I think. Just just a little. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. But, I but think it yeah, I haven't enough. heard anything. Oh, oh, sorry. No. I said I think it makes it uh, <laughs> okay to drink it in the morning now because bacon's, you know, for a good amount of people, a breakfast food. So I can, you know, be like, I'm just eating my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, uh, well uh, Clay is saying in the chat room here, bacon A's sucks. Yeah, so I've heard of that bacon, bacon A's. A's. I, 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 yeah, it's, it's like mayonnaise, mayonnaise, but it's bacon. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that advertised. I can't even imagine yeah. what, that, what that tastes like. Actually, that sounds like it could be good. Again, a little bit too much overkill on the bacon, I think. Yeah, what's with the bacon stuff? Poor pigs. <laughs> wow. Man. And uh, speaking of that, so uh, <laughs> so Ted, uh, uh, are, are you feeling better from your uh, swine flu that you had last week? Yeah, I heard you weren't feeling well. I didn't have the swine flu. <laughs> well, I didn't feel good. Oh, yeah, but I didn't have the swine flu. No, I didn't. Oh, oh. okay. I w- my throat was really bad, though, but I, I didn't have any other symptoms that much. You know, I had a stomachache, but I didn't have, like, the symptoms that you're supposed to have. Well, no, they did say a sore throat was one, 
but there was other things, and they said it was a severe sore throat. Probably like when I had mono that one time. Oh, my gosh. That was the worst. Kissing this. Really? Yeah. So and, how did you get how did you get the motto? That's probably a better story. Well, no, I mean, I, well, I was in no, I was actually like 19 or something. I was still living at home with my mom and my stepdad at the time in Florida, and uh, I, but he had got it, but I never kissed him. You know, disgusting. Oh. But he had had it. <laughs> But he had had it, and, and somehow I guess I got it, you know, I mean, just from being in close proximity, right? And uh, But my boyfriend at the time, who I was kissing and stuff, didn't get it. Oh, yeah. He never got it. And I got it bad. So he must have an immune system made of iron. <laughs> like, God. Yeah. He wow. never got it, though. I thought it was so weird. Man, but yet I got it from my stepfather, who I, you know. Oh man! <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. No, I mean that's no, I know. Well, he's not my stepfather anymore either, though. He's a mean man. Wow. Huh. Huh. So you, uh, you, so you guys ever have mono? No. No, I've never had mono. <laughs> I think the worst that I've ever had would be probably the pneumonia that I had about three or four weeks ago. So, no mono though. Yeah, you were uh, you were sick for a while there, uh, Ben. Yeah, I think maybe I had the swine flu there for a little bit. <laughs> I yeah, I mean you were. And uh, how's uh, how's your uh, how's your daughter doing now? She, she's doing good. Uh, she she oh, actually went back right. to school. Um, I don't see how many days did she go. She went to school like two or three days this week. Uh, they kept her out of school about a week and a half or so. and uh, They got her out of gym class for the remainder of the year. That way she doesn't uh, overexert herself. Uh, so, But she she's doing good. It was kind of a trying time there, the uh, the whole uh, night that uh, and the day <laughs> that we were there at the hospital and while they waited to uh, diagnose the... Uh, Appendicitis, but uh, they were. Yeah, this it. is. Uh, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I know you sent me a message. I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, but I, I, I did want, if you don't mind, to maybe talk about this a little bit because, I mean, especially your, you know, your frustration and your hospital experience and stuff, because I, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's something that people should really know about. I think it's just, just the confusion that you got as a parent, not knowing what's really going on. Yeah, but, well, see, the doctors didn't really. Um, well, let me take a step back a little bit because um, my mom actually took her into the emergency room, and uh, this was uh, three, four o'clock in the morning. And she had been staying the night at my mom's house, and uh, they went up there. And then, uh, you know, I had to go on into work, and I said, you know, let me know, you know, what they say, and if it's something that I need to, you know, really come up to the hospital for, uh, call me, and then I'll definitely leave work and come up. Unfortunately, due to being sick with the pneumonia, I was completely out of vacation time. So, hence the reason why I didn't go to the hospital with them. But with that being said, they did end up calling me about uh, two hours or so after I got there, and uh, I guess the emergency room doctor had uh, it diagnosed uh, her condition as appendicitis. So okay. I got there, and uh, they had actually contacted the surgeon. 
um, I'm assuming initially for a consultation. And I actually never got a chance to talk to the emergency room doctor because uh, when I got there, the uh, surgeon actually had came in, and uh, he did his uh, you know little checkup and all that. And oddly enough, his uh, his diagnosis and and what he thought was going on was something completely different than the emergency room doctor. Just from an initial examination, I'm sure he looked at you know the the CAT scan that was done, which unfortunately the the problem with it was she was vomiting. And she wasn't able to keep down the the dye and all that. That obviously the stuff that you got to drink in order to get a, a an accurate CAT scan. And uh, in my personal opinion, based off of that, I, I don't know how accurate that that the results were. <clears throat> but he went off of those results, however inaccurate or accurate they may have been. And just from his initial examination, he he was leaning towards like a viral infection. So. Instead of, you know, ordering further tests, you know, he, he says, well, I'm going to admit her for observation, at least for the night. So, excuse me, so um, we got admitted, and then, uh, unfortunately, my daughter actually has a, a pediatrician that actually doesn't make uh, hospital visits anymore, so he, he couldn't come up and, you know, weigh in on his, you know, with his thoughts, but... Um, part of the uh, the hospital policy there is they they actually have to have a a pediatrician you know to give what you know their opinion as to why why the admission was needed. So right. oddly enough, there was a a children's hospital from Akron doctor there, which was a pediatrician that they keep on staff there for the uh, for the maternity ward uh, for the premature babies and what have you. So they asked her to come up there and and check her out, look at you know look at the test results and all that. And uh, after she did her initial examination and looked over everything, she agreed with the emergency room doctor and says, "I'm kind of going to go with you know the emergency room doctor here and, and say that it very well may be appendicitis." So. She called the surgeon back in again. Obviously, the surgeon at this point, for whatever reason, is running the show. And uh, he completely disagrees with this pediatrician now. He says, no, I, I'm still going to go with my original prognosis, and uh, we'll just keep an eye on her. And that was the last thing we heard for hours. I, I don't know how many hours it was, but um, this was 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, throughout the course of the day, her pain got worse, and uh, they, they came in and began to administer a morphine. Um, for her pain, so wow. I'm like, so I'm like, uh, you know, she if she's given a viral infection, is it just kind of like a standard procedure to give a child morphine for pain? You know, so I, you know, I begin to question some things as we progress through the evening, and uh, six, seven o'clock at night, no doctors had been back in, no new tests had been scheduled, so I, I begin to uh, kind of harass the nurses a little bit and uh, demand that something be done. I mean, obviously, my daughter's in, in pain, and uh, nobody's really doing anything. Nobody's giving us any indication of where we're going from here. So right. uh, I begin to look at other options, possibly moving her to ac actual uh, children's hospital in Akron or you know, children's <laughs> hospital in Columbus. Um, I even went so far as to contact them to you know, ask them what my options were. 
And uh, we came very close to actually doing that. I, I pretty much gave the, the nurse on call, that, or the nurse that was caring for her there in the hospital, an ultimatum, and I said, you know, it's simple as this. You know, I, I demand either speak to the doctor or uh, I'm going to request that, that we transfer her to the, to the other hospital. And uh, at that point, uh, they, they brought the uh, children's hospital pediatrician back up, and she did another examination. And uh, she was originally going to order some additional tests, but then uh, she contacted the surgeon once again, and he came back in and reexamined her. And then uh, they both uh, were like, um, it's, it's, it's in our both professional opinion that, in fact, after, you know, watching her for several hours, that, that she does have appendicitis now. And I'm just, uh, you know, I, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm thinking perhaps we could have had an answer sooner, had some additional tests possibly been ran. Again, then I'm, I'm not a doctor, but um, making me sit there from one in the afternoon until eight thirty, almost nine o'clock at night, you know, before anything's even done, and of course me throwing a fit. You know, I, I practically went off on the nurse, and again, I, I later apologized to the nurse, but. You know, so something needs to be done instead of just having me sit here and, and get all these different opinions from different doctors and a surgeon. And then uh, probably 45 minutes after they said, we, we do believe that she does have appendicitis, we, we went to surgery. And then uh, about an hour and a half later, she was out of surgery doing well. And uh, the surgeon come out and said she, she definitely had appendicitis, and that was for sure what was going on. So uh, something that started at uh, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning actually ended at, uh, I don't know, 10.30, 10.45. So that, that kind of gives you an idea how long we, we had to, to deal with the frustration of the hospital and stuff. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, that was definitely uh, frustrating, you know, and just kind of following your you know, Facebook and Twitters and stuff. I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, it's 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 real real frustrating not having an answer one way or another, and and uh, um, I, I I meant to talk to you about that and kind of see kind of what the whole story was, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's real tough. It's real tough not knowing uh, uh, not knowing what's happening, not getting any answers, just sitting there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm glad she's doing better now. Um, yeah, she's she's back to her normal self now. Causing trouble and. She'll be 13 this year, so she's starting to get into her little uh, teenage uh, talking back stuff now. So she, she's raring to go now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's yeah. great. Uh, let me let me ask uh, let me ask Kimmy and Kat. I mean, did, did did you guys have sometimes that patients and families kind of want to know what what the doctor's thinking or want to talk to them, and and they don't want to talk to the family or the patient? I mean, that's got to be frustrating sometimes too. Mhm. Yep. It is for me. Yeah. It, it's, sorry, Kat. It's pretty frustrating no, for ahead. me. Um, it's kind of like one of those things where I, you really want to help and you want to give as much information to the family as possible, but there's just a lot of times that it's just not possible. I mean, it's hard because I want to, but I always can't, so it's just one of those things. But uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Sometimes the doctors don't don't tell us what they're thinking, don't you know, communicate very well in some situations. 
Yeah. So, Kat, how, how do you deal with those type of situations? Well, I mean, usually, hopefully, if the doctor's in the unit, because where I work, I, I think it's probably the same for you, Kim, right? Where don't you, aren't all your patients like in basically one room? If you're working at the dialysis clinic, let's say. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're all okay. they're they're all in one room. But I don't the mean, renal I don't know floor to... in the hospital is different. Sometimes I have to go to different floors. But when I work at a clinic outside of a hospital, yeah, they're all in one room. And so, like, if our doctor's there, you know, the, the parents will see, okay, he's here. They see him walking around the unit, and they, you know, they want to talk to him, and I can understand why, right? And mm-hmm. usually, like I'm saying, if they're there and they're not busy, they come right at, you know, to the patient's bedside and start talking to them. But if, but see, we're also not in an emergency. I mean, we can have emergency situations in that unit, but we're, it's not like ER. Like, I don't know how, I think that's a whole different uh, ball of wax. It's not like a regular floor. So they have their own sets of, of personalities, I'm sure, and doctors and our doctors are pretty good. They're pretty good about talking to the parents. They don't, they don't usually say no or blow them off or whatever. But I have seen doctors do that and it annoys the crap out of me. Because we can't. There's, Kim's right. I mean, there's only so much we can tell them. Even if we know something, sometimes we can't be the one to tell them. Yeah. It has to be a doctor. And it's just it's, so that it's out there. I wasn't. Yeah, because I, I kind of know how that is when it comes to the nurse. You know, you you can only tell me basically um, basic information because obviously it's up for the up for the to, to give you you know all the answers, and really that's who you need to get the answers from. Um, and I really wasn't seeking answers necessarily from the the nurses, although I I read this one nurse completely, and I think she was about to be in tears, but with good right because I mean unfortunately she she was kind of an ass for lack of a better term but the nurse that actually came on because it was right at shift change that I was actually demanding for the the transition you know possibly to the other hospital the the nurse that came on ended up having to deal with the brunt of my anger and you know fortunately she she didn't have anything to do with it and and later I, I did apologize she said, no, you know, she goes, I completely understand your frustration, and it's a good thing that, that you did because, you know, who knows how much longer we would have sat there if if I hadn't thrown a fit, you know. Um, right. And she said, it's a good thing that you did kind of a throw a fit, even if, you know, it wasn't my expense because, you know, I did, I, I did go and contact the doctor for you, which, you know, I, I don't know if that's standard procedure where if I'm throwing a damn fit, you know, if, if you're going to call the doctor and say, look, you know, this guy's throwing a fit, you know. But they actually even called security on me at one point because I, I was cussing the, the nurse out. Wow. Not, not, the, not the one that came on, on shift, but the one prior because she, she was just like, well, there's nothing that I can do. And I said, well, then get somebody in here that can do something, you know. And, right. Uh, I mean, the security guy was nice and everything. He'd come up and... You know, he's like, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down. I said, you know, look, you know, I, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm upset. You know, I'm not threatening nobody. I may be raising my voice a little bit, and all I want to do is talk to the doctor, you know, or talk to somebody 
that can either tell me what's going on here or make something happen or let me take my daughter to another hospital. And the security guard was like, you know, maybe you ought to call the, the child's doctor, you know. And he said that to the nurse. And, you know, the, then the, the doctor come in and, you know, and, of course, I just shifted my frustration and anger to the doctor at that point. And, you know, I mean, granted, the, the doctor is, you know, they're, they're busy. I mean, I can understand that. But, you know, don't, don't leave me sitting there for hours and hours and hours and, and not communicate with me. Talk to me a little bit here. Keep me in the loop, you know. That, that's all I ask. So. Oh yeah, and, and that's and that's and that's what you deserve. I mean, if you know whether whether you're a parent or whether you're a patient or something like that. I mean, if you know, it's. I mean, it, this is a you know, it's a it's a good lesson for everybody. I mean, if you're not getting answers, you know, and I mean, ultimately, the doctor is is the is the person you should be talking to. I can say that. You know, I've had yeah, you know, I've had people call me, um, even when I'm on call, and you know, saying you know, well, what's the deal here? And uh, I had some questions, and I said, yeah, sure, I can, I can answer your questions, or. Or you know, or I had uh, you know uh, um, this family member from out of town who had some questions and stuff, and so uh, yeah, no, Ben. I mean, I'm not saying anything wrong. I mean, I think you did absolutely the right thing, you know, because if you're not getting answers, you should get the answers from a doctor somewhere. And uh, I uh, and uh, I understand that it's it's frustrating if uh, you know if the surgeon is running the show, but I mean if, if the if the person's going to surgery, that's the person that's going to be doing it. But if they didn't right. come in to see the person, that's a whole other thing. I mean, I, I've I've had to fight with surgeons before, saying, you know, I don't care what the CAT scan shows. You got to come in and examine this person and let me know what it is. You know, I can tell you what the blood work says. I can tell you what the CAT scan says. You got to come in and see this person. You're not you're not seeing them, you know, in front of your eyes and giving me a guess. You're looking at a CAT scan. So I don't know if you went through that, but I went through that, and uh, on the other side of the phone, and that you know that kind of puts me stuck in the middle, you know, with with a patient in the ER, you know, saying, well, the surgeon doesn't. I mean, you know, the surgeon thinks this. Well, you tell the surgeon this. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm I'm gonna try to call him back. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're not getting any answers, I mean, you did the right thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you did the wrong thing. You did the absolutely right thing. And if you're not getting answers, you know, either they come in or you, 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 you take them somebody or you transport somebody or you have them transfer to a place that will. So, I mean, I think, I think that was the right thing that you did. Well, like I said, I, I did apologize to everybody I kind of got loud with, but, you know, at the time, it was a very frustrating uh, situation. And, you know, should anybody get into a situation like that? You know, I, I feel, you know, kind of like what you just said, you know, it, even if it's a, a little, you know, minor thing like appendicitis, which, you know, seems like a minor thing, but definitely turned out to be something big, you know, if it were to rupture or something along those lines. But, um, you know, even if it's a little thing, if you're not getting answers, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with throwing a little bit of a fit and, and, and asking for those answers or at least demanding the answers from somebody that, that can, you know, satisfy your questions, I guess. You know, because if, if there isn't anybody there to answer the questions, then somebody needs to be there or you need to, you know, take the steps that you need to do to get the answers that, that satisfies your curiosity, I guess. So. Mm, okay. So, so Kimmy, you, you ever have anybody go uh, go wild on you, wanting answers for stuff about their medical problems and things? Or, um, you know, I work at a very special dialysis clinic. It's where they um, send 
all of the incarcerated, all of the problem patients nice. in my area. So every day is kind of like that that I work. A lot of screaming and yelling and 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 that. So it doesn't really bother me anymore. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, all right. But uh, I understand the frustration that must come from kind of not knowing what's going to happen, um, especially if it's a child and if it's your child. That's very that's a whole other level of stress that is. Um, very hard to deal with. And so I, I, I think you did the right thing, Ben. I, I don't hold anything against you for it. I think you got to do what you got to do to get the answers that you need. And so, yeah, where I work, it's uh, it's like that too. But there's, like I said before, there's only so much I can do. And doctors don't make rounds every day at a dialysis clinic. It, it just doesn't happen. And uh, we have like four, five, six, seven, eight different doctors for the same shift of patients. So... I mean, keeping track of all that is kind of difficult, so I don't always have the answers that they want as quickly as they want them. So that's frustrating for me, too. Yeah. yeah Ken, you're, you're being caught in that crossfire there? Uh, with the... Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. We're, I mean, we're always the first ones that, you know what I'm saying, Get they get mad at <laughs> I mean, we, it just goes with the territory, you know, because they the doctor, you know, it's like they get to see the doctor for a very limited amount of time. And it's the nurse that's always, you know, like I'm always the one who's going to be with their baby for that shift, right? But sometimes, like, I've had parents who were just so adamant about talking to the doctor, even if it was something I could tell them, they didn't want to hear it from me. It wasn't good enough. They wanted to hear it from a doctor. I mean, I don't, that's very rare. I mean, that doesn't happen that often. But... You know, usually, uh, I mean, like, but I, I realize that, that sometimes parents do rather would talk to the doctor because he's the one who's going to ultimately be making all the decisions as far as, on his part, as far as how the treatment goes. It's not the nurse, it's the doctor that makes the decision, so. And then you have some parents that, you know, like like I said, if it's something I can tell them, like, obviously how the baby's doing. Because, see, it's a diff- like I said, it's also a different situation. It's not like ER where you're only there for boom, 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 whatever you need to be in there for, and then you get shipped to a floor. We are the floor, you know. So it's totally different. But, yeah, I've been caught in the crossfire. But not like I don't work in a place like Kimmy works where, you know, I've been, like, convicted murderers that I'm taking care of, you know, threatening me. <laughs> like, that would be difficult, I think, for me. You should record some of that, Kimmy. That'd be that'd be a good video there. Oh yeah, I wish I could, but <laughs> <laughs> that whole patient it's privacy thing. Yes, yeah, screw it, then man. <laughs> there's that. There's you know HIPAA, and there's also it's not a yeah. thing. <laughs> the thing. Thank that like, HIPAA. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, you know the the words they use sometimes are inappropriate for. Uh, public, <laughs> public ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. We got four minutes left. This is it. We took an interesting turn at the end of the show here. Um, so, which I think is good. You know, I think I think uh, I think this show can tolerate anything as far as any twists and turns that we can uh, that we can throw at it. And uh, um, and I did want to. Uh, I did want to talk about this with Ben because I, I know that they, I, I saw pieces and parts of this story out there, and uh, um, I want to thank you, Ben, for, for sharing your story there. Um, 
uh, on the show here. And, uh, you know, it, I, it, yeah, like we all said, I mean, it's, you know, glad, I mean, the bottom line is that she's feeling better um, and you did what you needed to do and, and uh, you know, it, it turned out okay. I'm glad it turned out the way that it did, and you know, I, w- I wish you uh, could have been available at that at that point when I did uh, send that direct tweet to you. But uh, hey, it, it worked out all right. I did what I think was best. Okay. Well, good. I'm going to start to close things up here. So, uh, so Kimmy, uh, yeah. you're uh, at the as the pump turns dot com. You have some interesting posts there recently, there, Kimmy. So uh, <laughs> we have some more good stuff there coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some stuff in the works. Do you have any more video that I need to know about there, Kimmy? There is one that I need your approval on before I I post it, so I will be um sending you the edited version of it shortly. And nice. it's nothing it's nothing bad, you sickos in the chat room. Sheesh. So so expect that shortly. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for calling in there, Kimmy. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye, thank Kimmy. you. Bye, so Ben. Uh, so, Ben, uh, so the woodshed's coming back. Yeah, it is. So May the 31st. Uh, that, is, uh, that is a Sunday, right? That's a Sunday. That would actually be uh, two weeks from tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern time. So you have all all so so this is like a, a, a reunion show. You have all of your uh, your your the the crew back together. Yeah, the original crew that started out uh, started out on the show. Granted, we we picked up a couple along the way. Uh, started out as me and uh, Dom, of course, and uh, we also had a guy named Travis. He he was one of the original members, and then we picked Eddie up along the way. And uh, actually, Jesse's our newest member. But uh, we're, we're going to all be together. Are the three original, and then of course uh, Eddie and the Dead Man, or Jesse as we call him, I guess. So uh, should be fun. Well, great, great. So, well, best of luck with that. So I know we. Uh, I'm glad that you're back. We we missed you since you've been gone, but I know you've been trying to line up all everybody's schedule and uh, trying to find uh, where uh, everybody can match up for a show. So looking forward to that forward to it too and hope you can tune in because we're, we're going to have fun I think alright well thanks a lot for calling in there Ben no bro bye Ben okay. bye bye alright cats we got 60 seconds left here so uh, I will give you the last word about the Landview Lowdown before we call it a night yes the Landview Lowdown is more fun than we can at Hoedown and it's on here every Monday uh, night on Blog Talk Radio at www blogtalkradio.com from Pine, slash from Pine Valley to Landview. But that's for only for the next three weeks because guess what's going to happen the first week of June? We're going to Sunday. Yes, that's right, people. We're going to Sunday. Sunday, 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern. There. And you know what? Oh. When my sister went to Tales and Tots real quick, I'll just say this real quick, she got a lot of positive feedback because a lot of people have been wanting to hear it live, that they're at work or they're at school or whatever. Well, now you can hear us live, so I'm hoping our chat room numbers are going to get better, too. Yay! <laughs> well, great. All right, I got 15 <laughs> seconds left, so uh, thanks a lot, Kat, for coming on. Thank you. Bye. And uh, all right, kids, thanks a lot for joining me. got 10 seconds left. Just want to let everybody know that there will be an after show here, a brief after show, Dr. Anonymous.tv. Thanks a lot for joining me for the 
Night Shift right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am Dr. Anonymous. Uh, check me out at dranonymous.com, and we'll talk to you all very soon.